0: But I do want to get to my interview with Ben Pope. He and I talked for about 20 minutes yesterday over Zoom. It was a great interview. I'm really glad Ben could take the time with the crazy schedule with the playoffs. He's a Northwestern guy, and he's doing great work at the Sun Times. Follow him on Twitter at BenPopeCST. And without further ado, here is my interview with Ben the sunday sports shootout here on wawah7fm i'm nick schultz and i'm thrilled to welcome in my guest for this week ben pope of the chicago sun times and he's a northwestern guy but i guess i can let a northwestern guy on the show even though i'm a loyal a guy where the loyalist station and i'm thrilled to welcome ben in ben how's it going my friend
1: i'm doing well busy time for uh the blackhawks and for me so happy to come on did you ever
0: think we'd be talking about the blackhawks in the playoffs <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. I I did not think that was going to happen. There was a few times there where it looked like they might make a run sort of in the winter, but then uh, they were out of it, and then seemed like we weren't going to have hockey at all. So just a pretty crazy turn of events here to uh, take us to this place, but I certainly appreciate it.
0: And it's got to be keeping you
1: on your toes, right? Oh yeah, for sure. It's... Uh... Definitely. Uh, last night, just being on deadline again was was weird. I think my fingers are a little out of practice. They need they need their own training camp for typing. So, yeah, it's 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 been on my toes for sure. Yeah, been there, been there, done that for sure. But before
0: we... now, I'm getting a notice that we're having some playback issues here. Let me see if I can't fix that real quick. It's a Sunday sports shootout here on yeah, W.A.W.A. I'm Nick again, Schultz I'm thrilled to welcome in my guest for this week, Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times and he's a Northwestern guy, but I guess I can let a Northwestern guy on the show, even though I'm a a guy, where the Loyola station, and I'm thrilled to welcome Ben in. Ben, how's it going, my friend?
1: I'm doing well. Busy time for uh, the Blackhawks and for me, so happy to come on.
0: Did you ever think we'd be talking about the Blackhawks in the playoffs? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. I I did not think that was going to happen. There was a few times there where it looked like they might make a run sort of in the winter, but then uh, they were out of it, and then seemed like we weren't going to have hockey at all. So just a pretty crazy turn of events here to uh, take us to this place, but I certainly appreciate it.
0: And it's got to be keeping you on your
1: toes, right? Oh yeah, for sure. It's... Uh, Definitely uh, last night just being on deadline again was, was weird. I think my fingers are a little out of practice. They need, they need their own training camp for typing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been on my toes for sure.
0: Yeah, been there, been there, done that for sure. But before we talk about on the ice, I do want to just – I just thought about this as I was putting my questions together. This is your first year on the beat, and you got the first full season for Jeremy Colleton as head coach. The regular season was a roller coaster. You had a pandemic in the middle. John McDonough got fired during the break and now the Hawks are in the first round
1: of the playoffs.
0: Has that set in for you yet? Have you had time
1: to think about all that? You know, I, I don't think I'd really thought about how eventful it's been until, uh, you, you talked about it just now. I mean, it's, it certainly struck me how odd it is that, uh, coronavirus happened in the middle of my first year. That, that part has definitely sunk in, but, uh, It has been an eventful season, even other than that. So, yeah, I I know when uh, I was hired, it was kind of meant to be fitting with uh, the Blackhawks going through a bit of a reorganization, uh, sort of changing generations that uh, that would work out well. But, uh, yeah, it has been – it's been very eventful for sure.
0: And you're the young guy in the press box, right, I'm assuming?
1: Yes, yeah, definitely the youngest. Charlie Romeliotis from NBC Sports Chicago. Yeah, Charlie. Uh, I, yeah, I think you know him. Uh, he's uh, late 20s, I think. He, he's not too much older than me, but uh, everyone else is is decades older. So, yeah, there are definitely some jokes about that.
0: Has it even been a full
1: year? It's been a full year. I was hired in uh, May okay. of 19. Yeah.
0: Okay. I lose track of everything, especially with COVID and everything going on, because time stands still. I feel like we're in a time warp. I running.
1: still think it's springtime sometimes. Yeah.
0: I do too, especially this weekend when I was wearing jeans to the bar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And now we'll get to the Blackhawks on the ice. There's a lot to talk about there because I didn't think they were going to come close to winning that series. And here they are 3-1. Now they're facing the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round of the playoffs. On my radio show, I said I didn't think they had a chance. I didn't think there was any chance of them winning a game. And here they are winning. What got into them? do you think?
1: Well, I think part of it is just that hockey is a very weird sport and everything can happen. And there's a lot of luck and a lot of variation and you just never really know what's going to happen. I certainly did not think that they were uh, the fit.
0: Okay. I'm still having some technical issues on my end. So I'll tell you what, I will turn you guys to my podcast. This will be posted on my podcast after this show and you will be able to hear my full conversation with Ben. I don't know what exactly is going on with my app here that I'm using, but the, the interview is not playing. And I cannot. I unfortunately can't skip to halfway through the interview with this. I have to play the full interview. So check out my podcast today, Sunday Sports Shootout, Apple, Spotify, wherever. And it will be there shortly after the show. And I will probably clean up the middle of it, or I might just post the interview separately And I apologize for the technical difficulties on my end. I don't entirely know what's going on. I think part of it's my Wi-Fi connection. But I'm going to basically try and summarize it for you. I kind of had this all blocked off for the interview, so bear with me a little bit. But basically, I talked with Ben. It was a really good conversation. We talked about Corey Crawford and how Corey Crawford performed really well during this series. And... He blew my expectations out of the water for sure. And even Ben said, he's like, Corey had a good season this year. And I agree. I agree. Corey had a good season. He was very impressive. And I just thought he was better in the playoffs. I've always been more critical of Corey Crawford than most others, mainly because, as I tell Ben, I'm not the biggest hockey head around. I'm not as fluent in it, as I say, in hockey as I am in like baseball and even basketball. I'm conversational bordering on fluent. Football, I can be I can car- I can carry a conversation with football. And with hockey, I'm kind of shooting in the dark. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting for me watching hockey cuz I always used to blame Crawford for the defensive woes. And now he's performing well, and I was really I was really happy with how he performed. So I'm going to try something new here. I just had something come up while I was talking. I'm going to try and play the interview this way. You're probably going to hear something again, so please bear with me. These are some technical difficulties we're working with. It's the challenges of working remote. But I'm going to try and pick up my interview with Ben right where I left off. I don't know if I can pull this off at all, but I'm definitely going to try. No, this isn't going to work. So... All right, I'll just continue summing it up again. I apologize for the technical errors with the interview. And we also talked about Matthew Highmore's performance in this series. Matthew Highmore blew everybody away. And even I gave a shout-out to my guy Joe today over at NBC Sports Chicago, calling him playoff legend Matthew Highmore. And that's because that's what he turned into. Because he he had a really good series. Against Edmonton, and he helped. Without him, I don't think the Blackhawks win. I think that's pretty safe to say, because he, again, he he scored a couple big goals and big moments, and he set up some big goals and big moments. And I think he helped. And I also asked Ben about who the next young guy to step up could be, and he thought maybe it could be Adam Boquist could step up, even though he's not necessarily a quote unquote young guy, but he could be. Very impactful in this series against Vegas coming up. So he's going to be a name to watch. I also thought Kirby Doc could have used a little more confidence, but I know I'm not the only one thinking that. I know he's had some issues all year with confidence, and there were times I'd be sitting there going, shoot, 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 and he passed. He was a little passive. And even and Ben even agreed. He said he, he thought it's a youth problem because Doc's only 19 years old. We have to remember that. Going to be some, there's going to be some growing pains there, and we just got to be ready to adapt to that because he's going to to be growing and developing in front of our eyes. So, Kirby Doc's going to be having some growth spurts in a way. He's going to have games where he's going to be really good, he's going to have games where he's still developing. And now, we looked ahead to the series against the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas, of course, now the number one seed playing against the 12-seed Blackhawks because it was like March Madness. Edmonton was a 5-seed. The Hawks were a 12-seed. And the 12-seed won. And we both agreed that it was very March Madness-esque. And he he, he brought up trying to fill the void of March Madness. And I told him, I love college basketball as much as anybody. Anybody who listens to this show knows how much I love college basketball. So it was an okay substitute, I'd say, because I also love playoff hockey. But it's going to be interesting to see how this series goes with Vegas because Vegas had their way with the Hawks during the regular season. And I think they went, and, what was it? I think the Hawks won one of the matchups with them, That's how it worked. And this time, obviously, Marc Andre Fleury had a bad year this year by his standards. His worst year since, I think, Ben said, like 2013. But what's going to be the interesting storyline in this series? is Robin Leonard possibly being in goal. We don't know if Leonard's going to start yet. We're not really sure how that's going to shake out with Flurry and everything. But if Leonard starts, Vegas has a solid goalie. And I said when Leonard got traded, I think I said it on these airwaves, I was not a fan of that trade because I really like Robin Leonard. Both on the ice and off the ice. That was another thing we talked about was his quotes. He, he always had something to say. And I brought up when I was interning at NBC Sports Chicago in the fall of 19, Leonard was the goalie. And he'd be in the post game locker room. i usually have to listen to that and pick out the sound bites. And there was always at least one or two good quotes from Leonard because he was such a good quote. So off the ice, the reporters loved him too. And that's going to be one thing to watch in this series is how Leonard is going to translate to Vegas' success. Because this was one of my big questions for Ben Pope at the Sun-Times. Again, I would have played the interview, but I'm having some technical difficulties on my end. So I'm trying to recap it for you as best I can. I will post it on the podcast. So on the Sports Shootout podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm working on another way to try and play at least clips of the interview for you, but it's not exactly working right now. But my, one of my big questions for Ben was, Edmonton had a strong power play. That was the biggest thing that worried me, because the Blackhawks' PK is not very good. But Edmonton has one of, if not the best, power play in the NHL. So every time the Hawks had, were on the PK, I'm sitting there going, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. But with Vegas, I was wondering, okay, do they have like an X factor? Like Edmonton's power play is strong. And Ben's answer was, He wasn't really sure if they had one because they have so many strengths. And that could change things a little bit in the series because there's not really a weakness you can tap with the Vegas Golden Knights. And that's going to make the series that much more interesting Is how are the Hawks going to attack this team that really doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. So, okay, it looks like this is going to start working now. I'm going to try and play... some of of my interview with Ben now that I have this working. So I'm going to skip, I'm going to play probably the last 10 minutes of this interview. So you're going to hear some of the things I recapped in this. But again, you can hear the full interview on my podcast, and I promise when you listen to the podcast, I will cut out this little rant filling time. So let's try this again. Here's the last half of my interview with Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times. If the Hawks would have lost this series, it had a 12.12 and a half percent chance of the top pick in the draft. Do you see anything changing now, like without that chance of the top pick, now that they're moving on?
1: You know, I never really thought too much of that uh, slim chance at Alexis Lafreniere. I mean, it's—I feel like it was overhyped from the start. Certainly, it's crazy that one of the teams that were eliminated in the qualifying round will get him. But teams just don't play for first-round. Picks or you ask any player about a draft pick, and he will immediately shut you down. They just—it's not something they think about. And twelve point five percent is is not that high. And if you don't get that, then you're picking ninth or tenth or something, and and not changing the directory of the franchise really much at all with a guy down there. So I never really thought too much of that opportunity, and I don't think anything will really change uh, with them now out of the running for that.
0: And I talked about it last week. I watched the last dance again because I got bored. I figured I'd watch the last dance again. And I got to the episode where they were talking to Michael Jordan. The Bulls wanted him to sit out so they could tank. And he said, no, we need to win. We play to win. And they went to the playoffs. And I found myself kind of rooting for the tank before the game. But once the game started, I went into full playoff hockey mode, like yelling at the TV and everything. So I guess that's kind of the sentiment you're hearing from the players then is just win, win, win.
1: Yeah that's just always the way it is and I think it's different across different sports too. I think the number one overall pick in basketball makes more impact than the number one overall pick in hockey. I mean you look at Zion and and how different the Pelicans are when he plays versus when he doesn't. There just isn't anyone in hockey that can really do that. The past three number one overall picks all those teams were yet again in the bottom seven this year that picked the last three number one overall picks. Like it just doesn't make that much of a difference and Lafrenia is a great talent and, and probably better than the average number one overall pick, but it's still, you can't really say that he's a Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin type. Like he has the possibility of getting there eventually, but there's so no sure thing. So I just don't think that it's really comparable to basketball where you're pretty much guaranteed of transforming the franchise if you get that top guy.
0: When you bring up Zionist number one pick brings back bad bulls flashbacks watching that lottery, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to get on that right now. I'm going to save that for another time. Talking with Ben Pope of the Sun Times here on the Sunday sports shootout, WOUW 88, 7 FM. All right. We got to talk about the golden Knights and an old friend, Robin Leonard. How do you see this series going 12 against one?
1: <laughs> well, first we need to find out if Leonard's going to start. Um, it's, Certainly they have Leonard in the fold. They also have Marc-Andre Fleury, who has been to five Stanley Cup finals, won three of them, but also had his worst season since 2006 this season. So we'll see who starts. They've been alternating through the round-robin games and goal, and Leonard won the game today. He's 5-0 and in his first five starts with Vegas, three of those back in March, and then two now the past week. Um, so we'll see what happens, but if they do go with Leonard, that's going to be a fascinating storyline seeing he versus Crawford after they kind of indirectly battled for most of the season for the the Hawks job. Uh, And selfishly, I would love to see it because Leonard is just an amazing quote and extremely honest, interesting guy. So just to be back to interviewing him and then hearing everything he has to say would be uh, really amazing uh, in terms of just uh, generating attention in that way. But, um, Should be an interesting series. Certainly the Hawks will be underdogs yet again. Uh, The Knights are a better team than the Oilers were and and have a lot of talent across the board. Um, But you never know. Like I said, it's hockey. It's crazy. So uh, who knows what will happen.
0: it's playoff hockey too, no
1: less. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, and talking about Leonard being a good quote, when I interned at NBC Sports Chicago in fall semester, it was fall of 2019, I had to listen to the post-game locker room conversations and some of his quotes were great i that was one of the main reasons i wish they kept him he had so many good quotes and he was a great social media presence too
1: yeah no he definitely knows how to work twitter and he's a fascinating guy to talk to in the locker room uh, it can be a little intimidating sometimes if he's in one of his bad moods or if he he really wants to make a point about something, uh, but he definitely I mean, like is great. That, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, definitely is a great quote. Really interesting guy, and has some very passionate, uh, unusual opinions about some, certain subjects. It's always interesting to hear him talk about. Compared to a lot of hockey players who who generally try to keep those inside, so uh, breath of fresh air for sure whenever he's in a locker room.
0: Unusual opinions about different subjects. I. Then I'm kind of hear that on Twitter when I do my show on Sundays. <laughs> so with the Oilers, their big strength obviously was the power play. Everyone was I was so worried about that PK. I mean, every time the Oilers had a power play, especially that five minute major on DeBrinket that the Hawks got bailed out on. I was sitting on the edge of my seat, going, "Oh no, 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 no!" What is the one thing, the X factor, if you will, that the Golden Knights bring to the table?
1: Well, I think the the reason that Vegas is such a good team is because they aren't reliant on any one thing. They don't have a McDavid or Dreisaitl type player. They don't have any superstars like that. Um, They don't have a historically amazing power play like the Oilers do, but they have a lot. They have a strong top six forwards. They have a strong bottom six forwards. They have a strong defense, and they have strong goaltending. They're a well-rounded team. They don't have any big weaknesses, even though they also don't have any huge strengths. So. that's going to be the real challenge is there isn't anywhere to attack them. And it's going to be tough because the Hawks don't have the depth that the, the Knights do. They, the Oilers have McDavid and Drysettle, but the Hawks have Taves and Kane. And Taves and Kane were kind of able to win that battle. But it's going to be harder to go 12 forwards versus 12 forwards and win that battle against the whole team. So that's going to be the challenge for the Hawks against a, a really well-rounded Knights team. I'm going to
0: put you on the spot. What's your prediction?
1: I mean, you have to pick Vegas at this point. Uh, They're now the number one seed. They won two of the three regular season meetings against the Hawks. They were clearly the better team throughout the season, and they're clearly the better team on paper. So there's no way you can't pick Vegas going into this. But certainly I think the Hawks could win um, just because anything can happen, and they certainly do seem to be improving at the right time. you have an idea of how many games you think it'll go? Well, I don't think it'll be a sweep. Um, I find in general picking games to be kind of a crapshoot Uh, but uh, I'll say six just because that's kind of the middle of the road guess.
0: I respect that I was gonna say five or six so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and I I mean you're you're the hockey expert here like I said I I know it very conversationally compared to the other sports so I think I'm gonna stick with you and go with that six though Uh, before I let you go I just got one question about Patrick Kane seemed like it, it wasn't a bad series for him, but I also felt like it kind of was a bad series by his standards. you think he might step up his game in this next series now?
1: Well, I think he's always um, a guy that, that wants to do even better. That's what made him so successful is he's so insatiable with his, his individual and team success. So um, I'm sure that he expects more from himself. I didn't think he was... He was bad. I mean, the Hawks offense was producing a lot, even if he wasn't generating enormous point totals himself. But uh, I mean, you never know with Kane, he can erupt at any time and certainly one of the most talented offensive players in the league. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him uh, erupt for a three or four point game uh, here around the corner.
0: I mean, it'd be great from a fan standpoint too, especially because I do have right here, I have my, my grandpa's 2015 Stanley cup champions hat that I wear a lot and a lot these days because I'm so excited about Blackhawks hockey, which I didn't think I'd be excited about Blackhawks hockey at this point, but I am. And I feel like I'm not alone in that regard. It's been all over the radio, Blackhawks hockey again.
1: Yeah, it's been really cool to see just how much more um, attention they're getting and and how Chicago's rallying around this team. Certainly been a tough time, and we haven't had sports in a while, and baseball's underway, but they're early in their regular season, and, and who knows if they'll even finish it. So. Uh having this hawks run and and bringing back some of those memories from twenty fifteen and and beyond has certainly been cool to see and it's been i know my my sort of like totals on Twitter have pretty much tripled from the regular season so uh, uh it's it's definitely neat to see how many fans are coming out of the woodwork and enjoying doing this run
0: well, that's what I told my sister too about the game the other night when the hawks came back and won it was i think that was game it would have been game three they were down three two one four to three. I caught major like twenty thirteen vibes with the way the confidence after that win. Did you kind of sense that on social media?
1: Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, it's certainly the joke with Twitter and social media is that everyone overreacts immensely to everything and that's no, probably that happening happen on Twitter
0: at all. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: That's probably <laughs> happening again here, but uh I mean the team they looked good. The I think the confidence for now at least is is justified and Uh, It's it's certainly neat to remember back to some of those runs and then maybe think that there's a possibility they do it again. So uh, it's been cool to see.
0: And it'd be great for us Chicago sports fans as well to have a deep playoff run. (laughs) It'd be
1: very refreshing after Yeah, The city has been waiting a while for another one of those
0: still got flashbacks of the double doink because that was supposed to be the last big playoff run. That wasn't. We're talking with Ben Pope here on WLUW Sunday sports shootout. Ben, thanks so much for the
1: time, man, and have fun covering this series. Thank you. I I will. And I look forward to uh, talking with you in the future.
0: That was Ben Pope of the Sun-Times. Well, half of the interview with Ben Pope at the Sun-Times. Thank you for dealing with the technical difficulties as I figured that out. And I hope that came through because there's a lot of good stuff in there. If you want to hear the full interview, again, check out the podcast. Probably be up around 1230 today, depending on when I get the show put together and everything. Shouldn't take too long.